Hello and welcome to the Erased Citizens podcast. I'm Emma. I'm Christian. Wow, it's been so long since we did a podcast. Well, yeah, I wanted to do one, what, every Sunday. But the problem with that is that news is slow. <laughs> it's much slower now um, that coronavirus is a thing. So I think if coronavirus hadn't happened, we'd have like good news to talk about every week. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, most of the news is just like, oh, another thing's been pushed back. Yeah, it's delays. <laughs> That's primarily what it is, yeah. yeah. It sucks, man. But we've got stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. But what? Well, what's the main thing we've been doing this week? Playing games all yeah. day, every day. What have we been playing? Um, I started playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay, yeah. So this is interesting. I bought Assassin's Creed Origins on Green Man for twelve pound fifty, and then fucking Epic, no, no less than like four days after, do a sale where it's four pound fifty. The same game I bought. <laughs> yeah. So cheap. That's really annoying. <laughs> no. I think we've put around eight hours yeah, into you've, it. Yeah, you've played so much of it already. I'm going to say that you've been playing it as well because you've been right there with me. We play it on the TV. I've been so. watching you play it, but I haven't really been playing it. Like, it's fine, but I don't know. Uh, like, because you can only play one at a time. Like, yeah. people were talking about the new Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla. They're talking about how that might have co-op, and I think they've confirmed that it doesn't. These games need co-op because... Like, Far Cry has co-op, and it works so well, like, with the towers and stuff. It's really good, yeah. Even for hunting, you can, like, coordinate, which is quite cool. So this is, what, your first proper Assassin's Creed game? Like, you tried Black Flag, but you didn't really get into it. I didn't stick with it for very long. So what What's about? What about this game? How do you feel about it? I like it. I think the thing that really drew me to this one was the setting. Because it's in Egypt and I like Egyptian stuff. So that was like sort of the main reason why we chose that over Odyssey. Like Odyssey still looks really cool, but it's not Egypt. Well, yeah, we have Odyssey, but yeah, you and we have Origins actually on Xbox. It, it came with our Xbox One X, but I couldn't bring myself to play it. The game, it runs so poorly on there. It really, it, it's super disappointing. So we got the PC version of Origins, which it runs well enough. It well, it's like sixty FPS and above. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty, cool. it's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. It's quite nice to just like chill after work and just play that because it's not really too intense. So you don't have like the Assassin's Creed fatigue. So when, when the game first came out, it was like, oh, Assassin's Creed 1, this game's okay, it's, it could be better. And then 2 came out and it was sick, and 2 had like three sequels, and then there was Assassin's Creed 3, which was terrible. And then this is where the series just started to go downhill, from 3 onwards. Uh, the pirate game came out, and that was good. And then like the game, they came out with like two more games, that was like, this series is fucking dead. But you don't have that thing of like, oh, I... You still like exploring. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that. I I wanted to do that in Black Flag, but yeah, well, I had it on PS3 and it was kind of like, I'm probably not going to play on PS3 that much. Like, I know you had it on PS4, so I was like, oh, I'll just play it on your console because it will probably look nicer. And then I just didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, Black Flag was a uh, next-gen launch title. And it was great as well. They did that DVD Blu-ray thing where if you buy the next-gen version, you get the old one. So I gave that to my brother. And I played the PS4 version because he was being cheap and he didn't want to buy a PS4 at the time. Mm, but, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm learning history from you playing the game, which is really funny. Like, you scaled a pyramid the other day. And it was solid gold on the top. I was like, that's fucking weird. And then you were like, well, actually, <laughs> if, if you knew anything about anything. I didn't say that. No, you, well, you basically did. Some of the touches are really nice. Is there anything in particular which you're like? Because a lot of people don't know about, they'll know this about you, but you love this setting and whatnot. Like yeah. you did it for your dissertation at uni and 
more stuff. You used to have like a fucking pyramid in your old room. Do you remember? Yeah, it was, <laughs> of course you. <laughs> I don't know. I might still have that somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it's gone. But yeah, um, my whole room was like themed with like Egyptian stuff in mind as well. I had like stuff on the walls. Like I remember it being on the shelf. Stuff. Because I wouldn't have any of it. Obviously, that shit's going in the bin if it's me. But <laughs> we have a shelf just of game stuff now. But yeah, I like it. It's um, it's in a like time period that was later than the stuff I looked at for my dissertation. But a lot of the like spells and like Book of the Dead stuff is still there, which is kind of cool. Have you ever played a game set in Egypt before? I don't think so, actually. Because it's not, like, I don't know, I feel like I see it with a lot of, like, match three games <laughs> and, like, garbage mobile games, but not yeah. necessarily big AAA titles like this. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I haven't. And it's weird because it is, like, a really interesting place, but I guess it's really difficult to do if you want to do it right, maybe. Is there anything that has, like, surprised you about the game that it's like, oh, my God, they have this? Like, what's that about? Um, because I remember one where you saw Cleopatra and you were like, "What?" Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool actually. That was that was pretty cool. I think more that like kind of surprised me over the um, just like the setting in the game itself is like you got the fancy man version of the game, the which gives you that deluxe. boost. And it was like, oh, everything feels like super easy now. Yeah, so I didn't know this about um, about the version of the game that I bought. I just, I read that the DLC was good. So I, I paid like an extra four quid for the season pass. And it has a character boost thing that instantly levels you up to level 45. So you can play the DLC, which is really cool. Um, but it also means that the main game allows you to just pick any quest you want to do and you can just do it. And that's so sick because that's a big reason why I stopped playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey is because I reached a certain point in the game and it was like, all right, well, you need to be level 20-something to proceed, so do side quests. And the side quests are nowhere near as good as the mainline ones. So it just cuts out all the filler. And, yeah, it's great in Assassin's Creed uh, Origins because you're so powerful. You just cut these people in, like, single hits. Oh, yeah, it's great. And then you use your, like, special move and it's just disgusting. <laughs> it's cool. I think we've mainly been focusing on uh, main objectives and stuff. So everything feels like, oh, this is really fun and, like, fresh. I had to actually... So we got the boost, right? So you have to pick where, like... 40 oh, ability so like funny. points go you have to pick all of the skills in your skill tree yeah so i was just like oh this sounds cool that sounds cool i did a lot of stuff in like i think it's warrior it was the combat um, focused ones yeah like the bow and like, arrow and i want to attack people all the time so yeah and then there was this one thing that i i looked at for a bit it only cost one skill point as well it was really cheap and it was like oh like just pass time quicker and i was like I could spend it on this, but then I think I went for something else. I had two points left and I was like, I'll go for the thing that costs two points because that's going to take a lot longer to get to now to that I'm this level. To, yeah. And then there was a quest that <laughs> you had to meet someone at night time and I just regretted it. Like, no, I should have just put that one point. So Origins is the first Assassin's Creed game which introduced these RPG elements. And what makes it really annoying is that they start to like lock things behind mechanics that would just be standard to the game. So like skipping time, that's a very normal thing to do. Like you do that in Skyrim, you just press like select. It's like wait five hours or fallout or something. Yeah. And it feels so annoying to have these normal things locked behind levels. And I think that's one thing I really appreciate, uh, appreciate about the digital deluxe version is that that's not a thing anymore. You, you don't worry about having to level up to get some basic stuff that you should just have. It just gives it to you, which is like, why isn't the game designed like this? Why isn't it built around your character just being good? Like, why do you have to level them up to this point? 
Well, yeah, like you're saying, in Fallout, you would just go to a bed and sleep for however many hours. Or just press T. Yes, that's true. Just skip time. But yeah, that was really annoying. And then I finally got to like level 46 after doing some of the main quests. (laughs) It took hours. It actually took hours. Yeah. I get my skill point, put it straight in there. And then I haven't had a single quest since where I've had to wait. Like, it's so annoying. Like, why would you do that? That actually bothered me as well. These games are really long, though. I mean, the fact that you've played, like, seven, eight hours. I didn't know it was that long. I thought I spent, like, three or four on it. Yeah, well, that's how these games get you, is that they're super casual, and you just explore the cities, and everything around you looks really nice. The game looks great as well, especially on PC with HDR and high frame rate and stuff. Oh, HDR looks so good. Yeah, it's it's one of those games where you can you genuinely can see the difference because it's just like going in caves with a torch, and like just the dark darks and the bright brights. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds really <laughs> dumb when you're describing it, but it does make a really big difference, and it makes me happy that we've got a no LED TV to like appreciate it. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like the game starts you off kind of in like a tomb very early oh, on yeah, yeah, and you're like just sort of jumping around and like exploring looting and yeah you have a torch and it's just like oh this looks so nice like if I drop into this room where it's really dark and I see like these like scarabs on the wall or something when I like turn my torch it just looks really cool and then like I just did a quest where I had to like investigate something and um somehow I managed to fall down into this like little room in a tomb and there was like a snake and it was like, oh, I had no fun. idea it was there. But then like when I brought the torch around, it was like, oh my God, there's a snake there. And then it tried to bite me. And it was just like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. It's nice. I hope all these stupid games start using HDR, even if it does have a performance hit on our, uh, on our system. Yeah. We'll just have to get like a beastly PC. Yeah. For, we'll get a new graphics card and stuff. For the TV. Yeah. All right. Speaking of good games. Uh, I haven't been fucking playing good games. I've been playing some dog shit game called Abe's... No, it's not Abe's Odyssey. It's Oddworld (laughs) Munch's Odyssey. So I've played the old uh, Oddworld games before, but this game was like the first... This is a port of an Xbox launch title, and um, it's the first Oddworld game to go in 3D. So they change all their 2D platforms to 3D and stuff like that. Except it's like... They didn't learn anything from all the good 3D platformers of the time. So it's like, oh, what if we just made a 3D game from the ground up? And it's like the camera fucking sucks, the platform's boring. Like everything about it is just so dated. And my biggest critique of the game is that they know for a fact, the developers and the publisher knows for a fact that new new players aren't buying this shit. Somebody like Emma isn't going to buy this. Someone like me isn't going to buy this. It's the fans that are going to buy this. And it's on the Nintendo Switch for like 17 quid, 18 pounds. And you can buy the game on Steam right now for four. And that 18 quid um, price, that's a promotion, mate. You're having a giggle. You're having a proper laugh. That's that's a switch thing though, isn't it? It used Everything to be. Everything costs more. Yeah, it used to be at switch. launch, but that it hasn't. We're not in launch period anymore. You can't pull those games. Apparently, you can. You can try to. I feel so bad for any fans of that series because it's like not only are you buying a shit game, you're fucking you're spending over the odds for it. So that's rough. <laughs> yeah, I sort of looked over while you were playing that game because you had to review the port and um i didn't know what the flip was happening on your screen you're so lucky it's so weird the sound as well the audio is just dreadful it's like oh uh we'll have these little like followers of yours make noises as you do stuff that shouldn't be annoying and then it's like after five minutes it's like nah i need to fucking mute the tv this Mm. is messed up it's just like Ugh, it seems like we've when people say like our oh, games used to be better they fucking have like they there's no way games used to be better games some games were better don't get me wrong like a good old nintendo game a nice old mega drive game sega and that 
but not all games. The, the standards have risen so much and Munch's Odyssey will show you that. <laughs> I think a lot of the time it's like nostalgia and also just usually being a child and probably not knowing what's truly great at the time. It's like, oh, this is maybe one of the four games I had. So yeah. I just played it all the time. And then it's like, you're kind of forced to love it because that's all you have. I know I have that with so many games on like the PS1. I have that with a, with a few games, one of which we went back to actually, which was um, NBA Jam. Because we've been... That game's actually really good. Yeah, yeah, we've been watching The Last Dance, which we'll talk about later. But we played NBA Jam because it was like, we went to go download NBA 2K20 because it's on Game Pass. And it's 80 gig. So it's like, all right, for, for the time being, we'll just play NBA Jam because we have that. And wow, that game, that game is, I mean, it's as good as it ever was, but it's mad basic. What a brilliant game. I love how, <laughs> I love, love so game. many things about it. But one of the things that really got me was like, I had this team and one of the players was huge. And the other one was actually like half Miniature, the size of yeah. them amazing i thought that was really strange so and and at the time i was just like oh maybe this team is just a big man and a small man but it seems like it's balanced like that because playing nba uh 2k20 um i'm picking the balls obviously um and it's interesting to see the same people that are in nba jam as the real as the like big grown-up game but it's like wait this guy's not four foot <laughs> he looks normal. He was like six something, yeah. like six, six, nine. I don't know. He, but yeah, it was really strange because it's like, wait, you're not small. Yeah, that game was that game was fun. But NBA 2K20, that that's that's the real deal. What I love about it compared to something like FIFA, which I play regularly, is in in the NBA game, they let you play as classic teams. That is so fucking sick. That is really cool. So it's like if you had a team that like you're like, oh, like the Invincibles or whatever exactly. would be for you with like Arsenal. Yeah, FIFA doesn't, have, them. FIFA doesn't have anything like that. And that's really disappointing because we again, we've been watching The Last Dance and we can play as the same team that we've been watching this whole documentary about. And that's so sick. Like, I don't know why FIFA wouldn't do that. I think it's just like image rights and stuff like that. Like they can't get licenses from all these old retired players and stuff but that would be really cool if they managed to do something like that i think also with um with fifa because they have icons it's kind of like they just split those amazing teams up or they just have like people who are like really good on their own yeah um, so, so that's some bullshit because yeah you're absolutely right if you wanted to recreate arsenal's invincible season you could get the players, but you have to do it in Ultimate Team, which is not the same thing. <laughs> that because obviously it's greedy because it's going to cost you so much to try and do that. Yeah, and then like it, it, for example, if we wanted to play together, we couldn't necessarily even do that, uh, like locally. But in the NBA, you can, which is quite good. But what I really like about playing NBA, which is like the you know whole long-winded thing, was. Because we both don't play basketball games, it's really great that we're both even. Like, the games are very, very balanced. It's very competitive as well, because yeah. we're both learning... Every time we play, we sort of learn something new about the game. Like, we tried some of these tutorials, but there's just so many. There's too much to like, learn, yeah. Even just something... I mean, I thought shooting was basic. It's not. It's not just like you put the ball in the, in the hoop. It's it's like there are like a hundred different ways to do that, depending on like where you're standing and like which hand you currently have the ball in. Yeah. Like wherever people are positioned. Like in FIFA, I just tend to like if I'm near the goal and it looks like it could go in, I'll just shoot and yeah. kind of try. I Whereas with this, it feels very different. FIFA is definitely more like beginner friendly, and I feel like the skill like i don't know barrier or gap between like an experienced player and a new player in fifa it's not that bad in nba there's just such a steep learning curve in just the controls um 
because like you can you can pass and shoot with the face buttons, but you've also got the option of using the right stick, and that's that's fun in itself. Learning how to use that. My fucking controller broke actually. My Xbox Elite controller, this hundred and something pound controller, I was using the right stick, and the rubber started peeling off of it. Yeah, I thought that was a thing that was like an issue with the first set of like DualShock. Force. It was because I've replaced those yeah. sticks a number of times. To but... have that happen on an elite controller is worrying. Yeah, that sucked, but at least it comes with spare sticks. So I just swapped on a new one. But it's still like, well, this is broken. Build quality is not that good. But I've had this pad for ages. Feels like a few years. It broke when I played Sekiro, like the, the shoulder buttons. That, that oh, was you actually had to repair it. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. That was dog shit. Excuse me. But, well, with NBA, um, the stick got worn in, but... Cause Just I never... trying to keep up, huh? <laughs> You're a dickhead. So, yeah, this is something a lot of people don't know about Emma, is that she's really good at basketball for some reason. Not not in real life. Well, in real life, supposedly, she claims, but she's really good at NBA. Like, I struggle to compete. Well, I did anyway. I'm... I'm I've, I'm harnessing that Jordan energy, that fucking, just the power of the beast, the winner. And uh, you've been getting crushed recently, which is really good. Yeah, I've been trying to find a team because I don't think it would be very fun if we just both played as like, the matches. same team. Hey, when when we play, when me and my brother play FIFA, we do Arsenal mirror matches all the time. Maybe we should try that. I've been trying to sort of, well, to begin with, I picked the Pistons because I thought it'd be fun to be like the ultimate the bad guy, rival. the rival. Yeah. yeah, I thought that'd be pretty cool. Um, I guess that's like Arsenal Spurs. I suppose so. But no, because uh, the Pistons actually won something. Oh no, it's true. No, no even... I like it. It's fiery, <laughs> spicy. It's not even. It's a fucking fact. But um, yeah, it's a very so I, generous comparison. So I tried. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I tried the Pistons, and then I tried Orlando Magic. I Who think, was on that team? Can't remember. Wow. I think I won though with that team though. You you the team that you were doing the best with was LeBron, right? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron yeah. the team. Oh oh six, oh seven Cavaliers. Yeah. That's my new one. And there's this guy, his name looks like Iguana, Iguana. but it's not. He's it's the got more letters in it. He he's sucks. huge. He's a he's a giant man and he is great for defending because he's just like a huge wall. But then he can also, like, just storm down the court. It's great. It's so good. But, yeah, um, I get kind of annoyed as well while playing that game because I like how you can, like, um, choose who you want to, like, pick next. Whatever it is, select someone in FIFA. Oh, it's really it, easy like, to... indicate and stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word, but... That's really easy in FIFA. You just point and it's like, oh, I'm this guy now. Cool. Nah, any FIFA player will tell you it's never as simple as it seems. It's, it always it always fucks up when you need it most. I don't have too much of an issue usually with that. You but don't I play struggle enough. <laughs> with it in NBA because it's it's a different system entirely. Because you use the right stick to shoot, you can't just choose a player and it, uh, that really bothers me what i really struggle with in nba is um the game will make auto subs for you and so i always know second quarter i'm never gonna do anywhere near as well as the rest of the game because all these white guys come on <laughs> and they all fucking ruin my game yeah i always have to worry when you have jordan Pippin yeah. and um, Rodman. Rodman all on at the same time. That's a problem for me, for sure. Rodman, I can't deal with him and it really annoys me. When I'm using guys like Cool Coach and shit, it's like, nah, I know I got Team White. It's not gonna, it's not happening with Team White. You yeah. do quite well with that guy. A lot of three-pointers. Oh, I wouldn't knock him. He, he's all right. Anyway, yeah. what else have we been doing? <laughs> Oh, one thing we didn't write down in our notes. We have been playing a Dark Souls mod. Dark oh, Souls shit. 3 mod yeah, is really, really cool. So yeah. it's the Cinders mod. And it it's like an overhaul of Dark Souls 3, but not in like 
the best way I've heard it described is it's like um, Dark Souls 2... What was the expansion called? Scholar of the Scholar of the First, First Sin. Sin. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but for Dark Souls 3. And it's, called, it's free. It's a mod. Um, the one big downside is that you will get banned if you use it online. But fortunately, if you download it and install it, it defaults offline. So you have to enable online in like the any file so that's all right but it's cool what did you think so i i watched a video of it and i was like i'm getting this and then i let you start out and play it again oh it was so cool there are so many more classes just like right off the bat there's like six or seven new classes yeah but you would still recognize them um what did we pick we picked oh i forget what it's called it's like it's like a priest, but the bad version. Yeah, they've like so turned that, away from the light or whatever. That's, yeah, that's how they described it. And it's super interesting because it's not... All the, the spells and moves that you have aren't actually in the base game. They've added them. Yeah, so there's an enemy near the Curse Rotten or Rotted Greatwood that their spells that like these little sort of black swirly things that come towards you it's like a giant enemy with a hat yeah probably should have just looked up what the enemy is called but yeah giant hat enemy straight away i recognize it because those enemies were really annoying when you first got to that area and it's like i get to play as that enemy that is so cool and it's quite strong yeah like magic's really strong the interesting thing about these classes is that um they put you as a higher level so your stuff is just more powerful by default. Uh, so if you're doing a new run it and you've already played the game, it's not as annoying to have to farm because you just are strong. Like I think you start off as like level 17, which for the first area, that's enough to just beat the boss. Like, um, what is the boss? The frost one. Oh, Vort of the Boreal yeah. Valley. So it, it, your character is strong enough to go through that whole area without even leveling. But it's really interesting as well. So they, they've kind of moved things around in the game. So where bonfire, like Dark Souls Three has a lot of bonfires, a lot of bonfires in one area, and this game has like cut them down considerably and spread them out so it makes more sense as well. Yeah, like you you travel for quite a while and you're like, I need a bonfire, I need a bonfire, and it's always in the place that you probably want it to be. But not, like in Dark Souls 3, let's say there's, to get from A to B, there's like four bonfires. In this mod, there's two. So you have to, you have to work harder to get to a bonfire. But when you do, it feels like better. Yeah. I really like it so far. I looked at it a little while ago because um, sort of the main way they were initially sort of selling it to people was like, oh, like PVP is really bad in Dark Souls 3 and obviously it doesn't really get any support now so it's not going to improve and they were like we just want to make PVP really fun again and then they've changed like everything else as yeah, well they, to improve it. They added so many more armor sets, they added tons of rings, loads of spells, they revamped the spell system entirely so mana regens over time. So you don't have to drink a potion and then have your mana regen. It just, if you wait, it builds. Yeah, like you can still drink the You can the still estus, allot them, yeah. You can yeah. you can organise them and stuff. But you don't have to, which is nice. Yeah. If you, if you have Dark Souls 3 and you haven't launched it in a while, this mod is really interesting. And it, like, last weekend we played Dark Souls 3, like the base game, and then this weekend or this week we played the mod, and it's night and day difference. If you want to play it and you just want to experience it in a different way, this mod is so sick. Yeah, it's really good. And they're still not finished with no, all the stuff they want to do either. It. Like it received an update last week. Yeah, it's really good. I would just urge you like to just play it. Like, Don't even just listen to us talking about it. Just go and play it because yeah. it is really cool. And I've... it does feel different enough that like, even though it's familiar... 
you're sort of like you'll see something be like oh wow i got that here yeah yeah it's a lot easier just to do things you you feel really strong but the game's still like challenging you can make the game harder if you want like if you if you're so confident you can take it to another level and like equip a ring which makes enemies more powerful and stuff it's cool man i completely forgot about that i can't believe we forgot about that yeah i just thought of it and i was like oh we should probably we should definitely talk about that yeah Yeah. speaking of things we should definitely talk about the bloody news so because we've um we took a quite a a big break like if there's not i told you if there's not a lot of news we'll do it every two weeks but if there is we'll do it each week and the big big news this week was unreal engine 5 can you believe it unreal (laughs) <laughs> it's actually unreal well the the big thing about unreal in, in addition to like the, obviously the engine looking really good was that it's the first time any footage has been shown off from a ps5 game like um, we've seen some ps5 gameplay before supposedly but they showed off unreal engine 5 like running on what is the ps5 dev kit and it looks it looks really good it did look really cool. Like, yeah. It undeniably looked really good to the point of almost like it being unbelievable. Yeah, I can see why you'd be skeptical about it. Their, one of the big selling points was like, oh, artists that are making models in their programs or whatever can just import them directly and bring them into the game. And like the polygon budgets are no longer a thing and this this all sounds really cool but there was a tweet by one of the god of uh, god of war devs who was like oh there's no way you would fit this into like a 30 hour game and that really puts me off because it's like well then this is like deliberately misleading yeah it's like while you can do this like you can't really you can't yeah (laughs) you you, technically you can but really you can't exactly and if you were to do something like that your games would be massive and we're already experiencing like huge game files already with like modern warfare taking up like 200 gig and red dead 2 being 150 and stuff like that like we're used to big games but this engine seems to suggest that like oh terabyte games might be the new norm oh i hope not i thought we would i was hoping that we'd get to a point where like they start making them smaller like Like actively trying to make them small like look at sekiro yeah but then look at i don't know any triple a title on like playstation yeah like their games look completely different to everybody else's because they're they're built from the ground up to look amazing and be giant (laughs) well this is the concerning thing is that we do know the specs of the ps5 and the xbox series x and they only come with a terabyte of space because they're using ssds which are more expensive and and are proprietary so they're super fast i just don't understand how games can continue to get bigger without the consumer having to spend so much more money upgrading their storage because like can you imagine if i don't know we get warzone for xbox series x and ps5 that's 200 gig of your 800 gig drive gone a quarter yeah that's finished crazy and that will probably happen if they're going to improve the tech so everything is better then i feel like making stuff smaller should be a part of that as well well yeah but that sucks that's that's one of the more disappointing things about unreal engine 5 like for as good as it looks and the potential that it has i'm not looking forward to having all this expandable really expensive storage that we can't even afford right now (laughs) yeah exactly like i already have to buy multiple ssds for my games for my pc I'm going to have to do that on consoles as well. That Actually, this is a really good point because Epic said that Unreal Engine 5 will work on every platform that 4 does now. So old, like current gen plus mobiles. So how is this going to work? They say that this, is, this was primarily made possible due to the speed of the SSDs and the PS5, but mobile doesn't have that. 
PC doesn't even have that. No. So how is anyone else going to do it? I'm sure we'll find out. They're talking some mad <laughs> shit. Like, I don't know why they would do it like this unless Sony was like, look, you need to promote the fuck out of our stuff. But then why, why would Epic do that? Why would Epic care? It's weird. Yeah. So speaking, we've got a couple more news bites about Epic and how they're on a bloody roll right now. Epic are letting indie developers use Unreal Engine 4 for free until they make $1 million, which is insane. Yeah, that's, it, that's crazy. <laughs> if Unreal Engine 4 wasn't already everywhere, it is now. Like, that is just ridiculous. Because I imagine a lot of games don't even make that much money ever. Yeah, so it's like there's no downside for these guys, really. It's like, use this, don't worry about it. And we don't know the ins and outs of it entirely, but we can probably safely assume that if your game is using Unreal Engine 4, you have to sell it on Epic Game Store, and then if you do that, they'll know your metrics, so you can't just be like, oh, well, we didn't make a meal. <laughs> yeah, just lying. <laughs> but, it sounds good, though, like... Sounds cool. Yeah, super positive. It's it's really fun to see Epic use their Fortnite money for good, in a way. Because everybody gives Epic so much shit for fucking create like creating this massive empire thanks to Fortnite. But I mean, if they're giving back to the games industry, that's I mean, you couldn't have asked for anyone better to get that kind of money, really. Yeah, exactly. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> well, yeah, EA make so much money on, like, Ultimate Team and Activision making tons of money off Call of Duty. Like, crazy money, like Fortnite money. And yet we've never seen them give back anywhere near as much as this. Mm. And then, to speaking of fucking giving back, Epic are doing fucking the craziest promotions you've ever seen. They're giving away GTA Five for free. Yeah, that's what? really cool. What? What? That's insane. <laughs> how do you even, how do you compete with that? Like, I don't think you can. <laughs> no, no, no normal publisher can compete with this, which is why Steam or Valve has a potential problem in the future. But do they really? Does Valve have a problem with Epic right now? Because I feel like if you're Valve and you continue to make CSGO and Dota 2, you're you're chilling. You're probably fine. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really interesting though. GTA 5 for free. I mean it does it, that shouldn't be as big of a deal as it is. If it's kind of old now. Yeah, yeah, if you said that for any five year old, six year old game, it would be like, oh, who gives a shit? I like, we've seen Batman, all the Batman games given away for free and you know, Epic have been giving away games for months now. Yeah, weekly. No, yeah, like, uh, what, a year now? It must be, yeah. So it shouldn't be too surprising, but yeah, GTA 5, I don't know, something about that game is just like, wow, this blows everything they've ever given away out of the water. So, yeah. Yeah, well, GTA, even though it is old, it's still like, very relevant now and even it, isn't it yeah it looks amazing now it's one of the best games you can play just in general in life it's, it's a really good game yeah and you still have like i know on twitch people are still on those like gta the role -playing role -playing servers. like servers yeah. it, it's had like a very long life yeah and they continue to update it even now like there's tons of multiplayer stuff for gta that a lot of people haven't seen Remember when we were playing it? Yeah, I was really surprised by that, actually. The main game is fucked. Like, the actual online of the game is messed up because of all these hackers. And that's only going to get worse now that it's, they're giving yeah, away free, free copies. <laughs> but everything else, I mean, that's really cool. If you haven't played one of the best games of all time already, well, go do it for now, isn't it for free? <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. What else? What else happened this week? Uh, that ghost game. Yeah. Ghost of Assassin's Creed. It really, because I've been playing <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins this week, and then we watched the video for um, for that game, it was like, oh, this does feel so very what, Assassin's so Creed-y. what is the game? Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. So it, this is Sucker Punch's 
follow up. Not follow up to um, Infamous, but it's their their next game after Infamous. And yeah, if you haven't already watched the state of play that came out this week, I'll fucking run it down for you. Imagine Assassin's Creed, but in Japan, and you play as a samurai, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's cool. I, I like say that. I say that and it sounds like a bad thing. Like, oh, these guys are basically just making Assassin's Creed. But Assassin's Creed is really good. And it seems like the combat in this game is better. It's more var- It's way more varied. Yeah, like they showed off sort of um, you as a samurai. And they sort of showed a sequence of you like going into like this little camp and just killing everyone. And they were like, okay, we're going to go into the same camp, but with you as like the ghost sort of stealthy kind of uh, approach. And that was really cool as well. Yeah, it was really interesting to see the multiple stances, like they had water stance and stone stance, I think, which is like, or if you want to play defensively, you've got this. Or if you want to use items, like they they utilize like smoke bombs and kunais and stuff like that. It was really cool. It's... I wasn't exactly what I was expecting. When they first showed off the game, I was like, oh, we're getting two Sekiros. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously, a, another Sekiro game, mate. I'm okay with just, that. Just do that. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't that. It, it turned out to be more Assassin's Creed instead. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in, kind of. I don't really care about it. In the same way that I don't really care about the latest Assassin's Creed games, I'm not really too fussed about this one. You are though. You you do like it. I was I was watching that video. I was quite interested in it. I think I should definitely finish Origins quickly now. Yeah. So that I have a little bit of a rest between that game and then this one, so I don't get like too fatigued. Sort of, yeah. Well, we don't. Obviously, we're we're assuming that it's like Assassin's Creed because it really, really does look like it. Like. A lot of the opening gameplay that they showed was just you on a horse. It was, yeah. In empty open fields. And then, like, you might see an animal that might lead you, like, somewhere interesting where you could do, like, a side quest or whatever. But, yeah, it was tons of just really pretty landscapes. Like, it looks really, really nice. It looks nice, yeah. But you were kind of just riding around in a field and then through some trees... Yeah, I'm I, I'm not sure. I think it's probably going to be good, but it'll probably be as good as the Assassin's Creed games, which is like, well, that's cool, but it's no Breath of the Wild, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, and you compare, it's not fair to compare the two, really, but that's the standard that we're at now. So but, I guess you do have to compare it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the thing I'm most sort of, unsure about with this game is whether to just wait to play it on ps5 that's the thing sony has announced that you will have backwards compatibility features on the ps5 but they haven't said anything about the games running or looking better which microsoft has yeah like i feel like i kind of want that information from them i mean i don't think you'll benefit from anything if you wait but, well, that's not necessarily true. If we bought a PS5 this year, the game will be cheaper. Yeah. Just because it will be like six months on. But yeah, exactly. We'll, but you're not going to wait for Last of Us. No, I was going to buy that <laughs> day one. And that comes out a month before. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be really expensive. I've got to buy some games. You've got to factor in the price of games, yeah. I haven't purchased a console game for ages yeah i think the last console game i bought excluding like switch stuff because oh, switch doesn't yeah. count because it's handheld yeah that doesn't count because right. we've got animal crossing yeah and like flipping every other good game that's on switch <laughs> we own as well yeah. so but the last the last ps4 game i bought was fifa like that lo- yeah. it was that long ago that i bought anything for console but we primarily play on pc so that's not too surprising and we have Game Pass for PC, which really helps with some of the, the other games that have been coming out. Yeah, so. even Xbox. I mean, like like we said, we played um, NBA 2K on there just because it was on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very true. So another game that's coming out, like we we mentioned this earlier about old games being like sick. Fucking Tony Hawk remastered, bro. I love this as well because it was just Christmas time. That we played it. Where, yeah, yeah, we played three. And it's like, this is so cool. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. So it's being developed by, uh, I forget what they're called. It's a VV. Is it Vicarious Visions or something like that? They made the Crash Bandicoot remastered games. And the Tony Hawk looks incredible. Like, maybe I can pull it up. They've got gameplay of it, like three minutes of gameplay. And it just, it's clear that they, the developers have got the feeling of the game right. Like, it, it is exactly what you want. It's exactly what I want, anyway. As somebody that plays these games a lot, or used to, anyway. It, ugh, I can't wait. It's going to be so sick. It's going to be fucking great. Um, one thing that does a little bit annoy me is that they're remastering Tony Hawk 1 and 2. but And I prefer 3 and 4. But they're taking the mechanics from 3 and 4 and adding them to 1 and 2. So it's just fucking amazing. That's really good then, especially for you. Because you might, you might like those games more now. Yeah, I, I liked 1 and 2, but... They're the games that I definitely played the least because Tony Hawk 3 came out, it launched with the PS2 and um, we got PS2 for Christmas, like on launch or something like that. Like, well, if it came out in September, we got in December and we, that was one of our only games. So I played Tony Hawk 3 a lot. Like we got really fucking good at it. And then yeah, 4 came out and blah, blah, blah. But 1 and 2, I only ever played um, at well, because my brother had it on Dreamcast. Okay. So yeah. I anytime we would go over to see them, we would play it. And it's it's a good game, but yeah, three and four I feel like are just better ones in general. But I think um the developers are in this remaster, they're changing some of the levels, they're making some of them bigger, they're adding new ones, I believe. So I mean I can't fucking wait. And that's coming out in September. And it's coming out on PC as well, which shouldn't be a big deal, but... That is a big deal, no, yeah. No, it's just because some cool. games... Yeah, some games don't come out on PC. Uh, I think it's Epic Game Store exclusive, which, I mean, they got all the money in the world. If the money means that they can make games on PC, though, or, or anything, I'm happy. Just fucking give it to me. Give it now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. Other stuff that's happened, um, Half-Life Alex, Valve announced that development tools are available and the workshop is open. Yeah, so you got this tweet, you've got Valve tweets set to give you an alert on your phone, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they tweeted out on Friday that the mod tools are finally available. And I thought that was kind of strange because... A lot. We've already seen a few mods from Half-Life Alex. They're really good as well. Yeah, people have made a lot without any development tools. So it's like, well, what are people going to make now that they have them? It's, I think we'll see a lot of stuff very quickly. Well, yeah, um, you showed me this video of Half-Life Alex, but it was Mirage from CS, like the map. And yeah. it's like that as just a, a wave-based shooter would be so fucking sick because the best thing that in Half-Life Alex is the combat. But it happens like not all the time because you've got puzzles and stuff to do. So it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of um, Half-Life Alex now. Yeah, I'm hoping that with that clip that I showed you, the person literally just uploaded the clip. They didn't like link to it or anything. So I'm hoping that they actually are they like, release here's it. how you, yeah, here's how you can play it. That would be really cool. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I already, I checked the workshop just earlier, see what people have done. Someone's added a lightsaber into the game. Um, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> they're porting in parts from um, Portal and like trying to create enemies in that area and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Like, that game was already so big for VR. And um, now you've got even more things from the community just to, you know, 
build upon it. I think it's great as well because we sort of, we played Half-Life Alex, and then we kind of, I feel like we just took a break from VR after that because we were sort of playing it in the evenings between us. And it's like, when we eventually get the our index, index headset, yeah. which we still don't have. We pre-ordered it nine weeks. It will be nine weeks tomorrow. From yeah. To, to, yeah, from tomorrow. It'll be nice to try out. Maybe we should save this stuff. Oh yeah, let for, it build up and then and then we'll just play a ton of stuff on the um the index because those controllers gonna be great. Yeah, and the last thing you know more about this than I do. I know a little bit about it. It just sounds really bad. So yeah, we've talked about a lot of fun and happy and positive <laughs> things, and we're kind of ending the new segment on a bit of a downer because it happened really recently. It happened only two days ago. Yeah. So um, Doom Eternal like its first update is out or whatever and there's a new anti-cheat yeah the new anti-cheat which is not a new name we've all heard yeah, of this of before but it's what the the type of anti-cheat that is on the computer so the what was the fucked up thing you told me about it it's like i should get it up and like read it I because think it was it sounded really scary. So the messed up thing about this, and most anti-cheats, they just run in the background when the game is on. Um, but the, the strange thing about this one is that Doom Eternal is a single-player game. It has a multiplayer component, but it's all about the single-player. Um, and Bethesda have added in this anti-cheat that runs while the game's running and when it's not running. So... <laughs> It's a kernel mode driver, right? Okay. Um, Which is Valorant has been heavily criticized for having the same type of thing. Yeah, th that one sucks. I hate it so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I won't even go into that right now. It's just too <laughs> annoying. But um, so apparently it avoids collecting any personally identifiable information, doesn't scan your files, take screenshots or stream shellcode but it does collect information on how your OS interacts with Doom um, and sends it to Amazon servers, apparently. Yeah, and uh, that doesn't sound all that bad, but currently, and uh, some of these might not be as strong as other things, but here are the currently reported issues, which is blue screens, which obviously that's fucked. <laughs> Performance going down, like your frame rate just, you know, plummeting and bad loading times, people not being able to even launch the game right now. Uh, again, the driver runs even though it's uninstalled, which is like, don't fucking download this update. Uh, the driver reinstalling itself without the game being run, which is really scary. And the game no longer works on Linux. And again, some, some of these things might just be anecdotal, but they are still problematic. Which is fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty messed up. Luckily, this Reddit post that we've been looking at, um, they have instructions on how to remove it from your PC if you have downloaded it. So if yeah, if you have, you can get rid good. of it. But it's just so messed up when developers pull these kind of scams where it's like, oh, my purchase was cool. I had fun with the game. You updated it, and now it's messing up stuff outside of my game like that's odd yeah i don't i don't really like that i hope they'll just remove it hopefully well a lot of people are really upset about it i saw someone get a refund for their game that they pre-ordered because they were like i'm not running the game anymore and they said that to valve support and they gave them their money back yeah so so um, hopefully they just deal with that quickly because yeah, it doesn't sound good. And I don't know why it, they necessarily needed it at this point. At this point in the well. game's life. I know it's only been out like two, three months, but you're adding an anti-cheat now. Why? Why would you do this? Well, yeah, like it has a multiplayer, but surely that would have been in from the beginning. A no? multiplayer that a lot of people probably don't even use. Like I haven't played it. I've seen a lot of people on Reddit saying with this whole anti-cheat stuff as well, they're like, I only bought the game for the single player stuff. 
I never intend to launch the Even multiplayer. Ever launch it, yeah. So, like, why do I need... Why am I forced to have this? Oh, that's a separate topic in itself, but I hope that becomes the new norm in the future, which is multiplayer games are separate from the single-player games. Because if I buy something like Modern Warfare, I don't want Warzone. I don't even want the single player. I just want multiplayer. That's so stop fair. making yeah. me download all this other bullshit. And I know they share assets and stuff like that. Like that's they they are they work together, which is why you download it all. But like, come on, there must be a way to separate these things because it is so fucking annoying. I don't have any space. I don't have any hard drive space. That's one of the things that's good about the um, Halo Master Chief Collection. Oh, it's all individual. You choose what you want to download and then it just downloads it. The yeah. only downside to that is if you want to download something later on and you switch to that mode, when I tried to switch back to one I'd already downloaded, it tried to download it again. Oh, that's so bad. That's not good. That's but, not ideal. But I feel like the, um, the, the, idea. the idea is good. Yeah. yeah, you just need to implement it a little bit better. Okay. All right, what else we got? So... Should we talk about our our topic for this week? If you week? want, I, we don't even... I mean, I thought that we would be, like, here at this point after, like, half an hour. But we went we went in talking about Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, which is really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, NBA as well. Yeah. So we could leave this to next week if you want. Oh, yeah, that might be better. Okay. Okay, so... Oh, my goodness. He can't spoil it because it already exists, but we've been watching some shows and stuff. And the, But the biggest one is The Last Dance. Now It's so good. It's so fucking good. If you ever wanted to see what it's like to be one of the world's best athletes and just that mindset and what, what comes with it and what, what it brings... Fucking hell, this documentary, even if you don't like basketball, you need to watch it. Yeah, I think that's what's great about it, actually. We don't know an awful lot about basketball. Yeah, and it especially makes, it because it's it not like a massive thing in the UK. It's not like football. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was really interesting. I've, it feels like the less you know about it, the better. Yeah. So, really. so the last dance, if you don't know, is about... It's a doc. It's a ten-part documentary series, but one hour each, about the Chicago Bulls and their championship wins, and it it is focused mainly on Michael Jordan because he's the fucking greatest basketball player to play the game, and it's just crazy. It's it's seeing his like career rise like from his first year, and then he gets the Air Jordans deal with Nike. And it's already he's being paid over the odds for just being a beginner player because they knew they knew how fucking good he was from year one. And it's like, all right, let's build a team around him. And then what happens? Man wins everything in <laughs> sight. It's crazy. It's cool. And like what's really nice about it is that whenever it sort of introduces a new person or like it moves into like the next year or whatever, it will always sort of switch back to give you some context on what the new topic is for that episode, which I really like. Yeah. So like the main, the main like plot point of the show is that it's the final year of the, the Bulls team, like the Chicago Bulls team that, the next season isn't going to be the same because they're getting rid of their main coach. And the whole idea is that, like, we just want to win a sixth title, call it a day, that's it. The last dance, one last dance, one last ride. <laughs> and um, that's, like, the main thing. But throughout each of the episodes, they go back to the old seasons where they won or lost or whatever. And what just what changed in Michael Jordan's career. And... And some of the other players as and well. And some of the other players, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they do talk about the other players, some that joined the team or some that were there and that eventually got kicked off. Yeah. Like that fucking snitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good, guys. They're so good. It's really good. Honestly, like, even if you, like, don't like basketball, you should just watch it. Because, well, like you were saying, in the UK, basketball is not big. It's not even a thing. Yet... Again, like with certain sports, you just know 
the players. You know some the of the best players. Names, yeah, yeah, like like you were saying, Wayne Gretzky. You know that name. You've you've never seen a game of his ever. Yeah. You've never watched hockey. Well, you know, you might have watched hockey, but you you know who Wayne Gretzky is. In the same way you know who Tiger Woods is, you know Michael Jordan. And this is just why. Why do I know it? Even though I've never seen it, why do I know it? And it's like, because this guy was the fucking greatest. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And then once you've watched all of The Last Dance, which, does it finish on Monday? Yeah, it's finished on Monday. Okay, so after Last, Monday, yeah. you have to watch Space Jam. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Like, you basically have to, It's right? like a prequel, um, <laughs> but it still, it carries on the story, gives you a little bit more context. Um, they get in guys like Bill Murray, uh, and it just it fills in some of the blanks, you know? Of course, it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, necessary viewing. What else? Oh, uh, the last thing we watched. So we watched a movie on, was it on the weekend? It was on the weekend, yeah. It's called Jumanji, right? But not the old one. What is it? It's technically called like Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, right? Yeah, and the other one's called The Next Level or something. Yeah, so we were talking... Well, obviously, I think everyone's seen the old one, right? Not everyone's seen no? the old one. and uh, I don't know. I, I, I like that film. It reminds me of being a kid. I don't really like Jumanji with Robin I Williams. I love it. Robin Williams is great. He's a fantastic actor. It's hilarious, but Jumanji is not his finest work. No, it's not. I think that's why I like it, though. It's very rough. I would argue even Flubber's better than Jumanji. <laughs> and Flubber's shit. Oh, I like Jumanji. So what did you like about the new one, then? But, well, if you don't know, the new Jumanji, the main cast is The Rock, obviously, his little sidekick, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and oh, what's her name? Karen Gil- Gillen, Gillen, Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the cast is really good. All of them are, are are great, but I think Jack Black takes it to a different level because he plays. The premise of it is that kids go into Jumanji, but this time instead of a shitty board game, it's a, it's like a NES game or like an N sixty four game or something. And um, they all pick characters, but Jack Black's character is actually, like, a 16-year-old girl. So Jack Black has to play as the 16-year-old guy. He's so fucking funny. It, it, in, like, the, the, the usual Jack Black way of just being an over-the-top clown. Um, he's really good. But he's very funny, yeah. Yeah. He's really good. I feel like he made I that film. Uh. What the fuck? <laughs> Your watch is going great. It's Your actually wa- agreeing with you. That's scary. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, Jumanji was really good. I, I genuinely believe it was better than the old one as well. Oh, without a doubt it is. Yeah. And it does um, like reference the old one, which I, I quite like. You liked. loved that. When they had the callback to it, you were like, oh my God. They, re- they recognized it. Oh, it was so good. That's like one of those cringy moments in the cinema where people are like, hey, and like clap or something, isn't it? I'm one of those guys. Oh, no. But yeah, it's it's cool. I like it. I'm looking forward to watching the next one as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like the world's best movie or anything, but you, there's way worse movies out there. And it's it never overstays its welcome. Like It's like an hour and a half, and I never felt like looking at the clock being like, when the fuck is this finished? Yeah, I didn't like take my phone out and start browsing exactly. Reddit, which just, is always yeah, a good the, sign. The film was entertaining throughout. Like uh, the first like 10 minutes, the build up to the, cause they show the kids and then they go into the game and it's like, all right, I don't want to see these fucking kids. Cause I know Jack Black is in this movie. So just show me Jack Black and the rock and, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. But yeah. It's a good movie. I'm not sure how they're, there is a second one, like how it's going to work with the same. Yeah, if you cast. like, they didn't set it up for a sequel, so that's kind of awkward. And but, like oh. the the main cast are the characters in the game, so I guess that's why they can keep bringing them back because they're always they're they always going to look the, the same and be the same. But their personality would change, right? Because it's going to be different people yeah. going into the game. I don't know. I guess that's one of the things to look forward to. Yeah. Hopefully, anyway. We'll see. Hopefully, it's good. The sequel's good. But if it's not, mate, I'm not going to watch The Last Dance again. 
I hope so, because I've ordered like snacks and stuff for prime time movie viewing. Yeah, we've got like ice cream and stuff. So that's oh shit. Okay. Feels good. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I think well, that just about it. covers everything, yeah, really. Oh, we didn't talk to. about Apex. Season five has started. Oh, yeah. Loba, blah, blah, blah. They fucking nerfed Pathfinder. I don't want to play the game anymore. Well, there it's you go. It's not as good. Uh, why would you nerf Pathfinder? Revert the change or I will uh, delete the game. <laughs> I'm reinstalling Titanfall 2 until it's back. Wow. Yeah, I'm, maybe we'll talk more about that next week. I haven't actually played it that much. Yeah, we'll so. play it more next week. Yeah, that'll be cool. And this will this topic makes more sense because we'll have had our desks by then. Yeah, so next week will be probably... Oh, we're not... We're not, we're not anyway, gonna, guys, we're not gonna share that. We'll, we'll catch you in the next video stream, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good ending. Say bye. Bye. Bruh.